Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives in the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, real lifers. I hope you're all doing well. I have had quite a week. <laughs> For the last, I don't know, maybe month, my dog, Sassy, has been barking at this wall in my apartment um, near where my fireplace is. And she like tries to climb it and like makes all these noises and barks. And it's just been driving me absolutely crazy. I couldn't figure out what was going on. Well, I'm doing a little bit of remodeling and I had someone to look at my fireplace and it turns out I had a gas leak behind the wall that had been going on for about a month. And that's exactly where the dog had been barking. So I feel like an asshole for not understanding what she was trying to tell me. And now it explains why I've been having headaches for the last month, but glad I got that taken care of. And I've been a little down. I know I told uh, you guys months ago that I had been embarking on an egg freezing journey because I have this situation with my ovaries. And I kind of came to the end of that journey this week where my doctor recommended I just stop trying um, because it it wasn't working. So I just need to put a bookend on that and move forward. But sending love to all women who are experiencing infertility and you know, it's it's tough, but I'm really happy that the Potomac trailer was released because that gave me something to look forward to. Oh my goodness. I absolutely loved it. I know there were some people saying they thought it was a bit disjointed and difficult to understand, but I just saw it sort of as an homage to Desperate Housewives and saying, oh, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors in this town, and then kind of going through each of the women and the difficulties that they're experiencing kind of behind closed doors. So you've got Ashley and her postpartum, how difficult it is having two children that are under age two. Um, you've got Robin not getting out of bed, which I think is incredibly relatable during COVID. Uh, of course, this is causing some issues with Juan. You've got Giselle, her long distance relationship with her ex-husband isn't working. Candace's husband is her manager and they're not getting along. And then you've got these cheating rumors with Wendy and Eddie that seem like they were brought up by Giselle. So you see Wendy and Giselle, like I think are really going to go after each other this season. And I'm, I'm interested to see that. And we meet uh, the newest housewife from Potomac, Mia Thornton, and she looks great. I'm interested to hear her story about being in the foster care system and how she became a businesswoman and her relationship. So I am absolutely looking forward to July 11th when The Real Housewives of Potomac premieres. I am sad to say goodbye to The Real Housewives of New Jersey. I've really loved season 11. I just, these women are great. Um, I thought that the reunion was done really well, although I'm still kind of reeling from the remarks that Teresa made surrounding sexual harassment, making it sound like Jackie 
let men at her work touch her. Like, you let them do that. It's just so many of us have experienced sexual harassment in the workplace, and you didn't have to work that long ago to experience it, and it still happens today. So I really hope that Teresa is hearing loud and clear from people online that that's not okay. And I wish Andy would have pushed back more than he did, but it is what it is. As far as Beverly Hills goes, oh my God, I'm absolutely loving it, especially Kathy Hilton and her quirkiness. Now, I know some people think that she went on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to do some image rehab after the Paris documentary. It came out that she sent Paris Hilton to this um, really crazy, I don't know if it was a camp or a rehab school, where they really did not treat the kids okay, and it was very abusive. Um, So... Who knows, but I really like Kathy on the show. And I, you know, I'm watching what's going on with Sutton, especially at the end of this episode where she kind of centered herself in a conversation where Crystal was trying to explain, you know, her experience as an Asian American woman and stereotyping. It was just extremely inappropriate of Sutton to, you know, interrupt her and then to recenter herself and try and make it about, uh, rednecks. The whole thing didn't make sense, but it was really nice to see Sutton's apology and Crystal's reaction to that apology. And it just feels like, to me, such a welcome change from what we saw on The Real Housewives of Dallas. You know, this, I feel like we can get somewhere. And even if Sutton and Crystal don't get along this season, maybe there's hope for them next season. And that's actually my favorite thing on The Real Housewives is to see alliances change, to see new friendships form, to see people actually move past drama. And I am looking forward to seeing what happens with them. Before we get into my guests from this week, I wanted to let you know that I'm having Brian J. Moylan on the podcast next week. He wrote the book, The Real Story Behind the Real Housewives. And if you've read it, I really would like to hear your questions uh, for him. So send me a DM at Mandy Slutsker on Instagram or Twitter and let me know what questions you have from the book. Okay, so... I have two incredible guests this week, Anne and Gina from the Dames Who Dish podcast. They are so hilarious. We stayed up way later than my bedtime chatting all things housewives from this week. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. And please don't mind Stassi barking a bunch in the background for maybe the first 15, 20 minutes of our chat. Eventually, I give her a bone (laughs) to get her to be quiet. So usually I'm able to edit her out, but um, had some difficulty this week. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, be sure to give it a five-star rating and write a review. And without any further ado, here is my chat with Anne and Gina. Hi, everyone. I am here with Anne and Gina from Dames Who Dish. They're absolutely hilarious. I'm so excited to talk to them about all things housewives. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Having a cocktail. Thank you for having us on. Oh, my gosh. You guys are so funny. 
<laughs> we, well, that the worst part is we're not trying to be. <laughs> but not at what all. I, like what so many people love about Housewives is talking about it with like their best friends. And so to listen to two really good friends talk about it is so fun, you know? It's like it that's brings why, yeah, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. yeah. That's why we started the podcast because none of our friends watch these shows. And when we discovered each other watching them, you know, it's kind of this dirty, dark secret <laughs> that we never, you know, would tell anybody. And then it was like, oh, wait, you watch that, you know? And so I would say that none of our other friends watch any of these shows. One may dip their toe in once in a while and they'll ask questions, but not like we do. I mean, we watch everything. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a, it's fun. So do you watch like all of the Bravo shows, like all the, the food ones and the Yeah, the I mean, we watch Top Chef. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't talk about Top Chef, but we dip in and out of Top Chef, Million Dollar Listing. We don't really talk about that. But I don't think there's a Bravo show that we don't watch. No, I like them all. Yeah. I would say there was that one a decorative one. That was one season that I just didn't, I didn't find very interesting. I don't remember which one it was. Maybe it was a gardening one. It was the backyard. Oh, the backyard one. Something or other. I know. I didn't do that one. You know which one I want to come back is Southern Charm, New Orleans. Oh, we love that. One of my favorite. I, I The people, everything about it was so fantastic. The drama with Jeff. Crazy. Nuts. Yeah. I don't why know why don't they, they bring canceled it? that one. And why don't they, yeah, why did they cancel and why don't they bring it back? They're all still real friends. That was the other thing about them. That show had authentic friendships. Yeah. I even watched the other Southern Charm one. What was it? It was like somewhere oh. in Georgia. Oh, I did too. That was not very good. It was, that there. was a one, yeah, one, one season. It was, was a one that? season thing. It was really uncomfortable. There was this couple that had like, been together for a really long time but never lived in the same city and then finally were in the same city and she like wanted to slow things down and he proposed and it's like she clearly told him like don't ever do this like don't do it on camera don't do it in this way and he just like completely ignored it and I don't know if he listened to producers or whatever and he proposed to her and she had to say no and it was like the season finale it was so awkward yeah didn't he plan that big party he did it out on a boat and everything yes yes oh it was so uncomfortable she didn't even let him propose I also feel like I would have said yes maybe canceled when production was over oh that was so sad but you know she said do not propose to me and he still did it Mm -hmm. I know I know well how did you guys get into Bravo Oh, God, we go back to Orange County was the mm-hmm. first thing that I started watching. I don't know if there was anything else on Bravo before that that I started watching. I think it all started with OC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the OC was the first I watched on Bravo. And then when Andy started doing Watch What Happens Live and it was only Bravo celebrities, that was very fun because it was like, ooh, a sneak peek behind the curtain of these real housewives. It's changed so much over the years. Wild. So much. He's had mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton on. Oh, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> it's like one thing to have other people in entertainment, but to get like a former Secretary of State. Wild. Yeah. Wild. Crazy. <laughs> so fun. Well, he's evolved quite a bit. Let's dip into New Jersey. So mm-hmm. we just had the 
kind of the end of the reunion. What are your thoughts on how it all played out? Like the whole season. I thought the whole season in general was good. I thought it was good. I thought it was a little short. I would have liked to see it a little longer. Let's follow Teresa and her new relationship a little bit more. I would have given me maybe two, maybe two to three more episodes. That would have felt more complete. It felt very cut off to me. Um, the, the Melissa and Joe thing, that was, ooh, that was a little touchy at the end. They seem like they're not in a good spot. And I believe that fighting was real. I, when people were saying, I think if they're doing it for a storyline, I don't think they were at all. That looked too real to me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. You know, Dave Quinn, who's on Clubhouse, he was saying that like one of the things that he always kind of argues is like Melissa doesn't actually make up storylines. Like each of the things are real. And this in particular was very real. And I felt it particularly at the reunion, you know. Ooh, they were icy. And when Andy asked Joe, you know, how are you guys now? And Joe's like, yeah, we're good. And Melissa's just sitting there staring. That was that was uncomfortable. And she's like, oh, no, no, we're we're fine. We're fine. Didn't look fine. I was so shocked at how in the beginning of this, um, they were saying like Jennifer accused Margaret of being responsible for the rumor about Evan. And like Jackie then like yells at Jennifer and it's like, you know, you say very irresponsible things to keep, you know, things going. I think she's saying like to keep the story going, but like be careful because I know rumors about you and karma's a bitch. And then they're like, so we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah. They never got back to it. No, they never did. No, they didn't. But they did spend a lot of time talking about the Jackie and Evan of it all and the and the Jackie and Teresa. How did you feel that played out? Oh, God. I, you know, I really ended up closing out the reunion, just really not liking Teresa at all. Just not at all. I thought, God, she's like Teflon. Nobody can mess with her. Jennifer is so far up her ass that it's it's so obvious that they protect each other. It's it's crazy. It kind of, I don't know, it ruined it for me because I thought, what is the point of this? If everyone is going to let Teresa get away with whatever she wants, because nobody, no matter what you say to her, it doesn't sink in. Like she doesn't get it. So what's the point? I mean, there's no consequences for her ever. Definitely. What I did appreciate, which I feel like I hadn't seen before, was Dolores was willing to check Teresa in a way I hadn't seen before, particularly Mm -hmm. when they were saying, you know, how Jackie was really mad at you. Remember when Kim D talked about you and your husband and him cheating and how angry you got? And she's like, well, you know, I didn't. It was just whatever. And then Dolores is like, you kind of freaked out. And now do you see like she kind of freaked out and there's, you know, there's some similarity there. And Teresa's like, it's not the same thing. She never thinks anything's the same thing. No, no, that's the problem. I, I mean, would, I would even say that I if you didn't know Teresa, if this was the first time you were seeing her. You would think she gaslights, but yeah. she's not smart enough to gaslight. But she doesn't let like you said, Teflon, she doesn't let anything get to her. She she totally diffuses it, just goes on to something else. And poor Jackie, because, well, here was the other thing with Jackie. The whole season long, she accepted Teresa's apology because Evan accepted the apology. But you could see from the minutes she sat down at that reunion, she was fired up again. She's like, oh, no, I didn't accept the apology. I'm all fired up. But then 
her fighting with Teresa, it never goes anywhere. Teresa never will apologize. And then if she kind of apologizes, she says, well, you know, it's really hard for me to say I'm sorry. That doesn't excuse it. Doesn't ex- that doesn't excuse that doesn't it. It's wild. It was interesting to see Jackie really stand up for herself and not get frazzled by anything. Like she was calm, cool, collected, and she felt some sort of, I don't know, like vindicated by watching it back. Mm-hmm. She was prepared. She was lawyer Jackie. She was prepared for whatever Teresa would throw at her. I also feel like Teresa knows that she's kind of the queen bee, right? Like she knows that she's kind of untouchable, even though Andy kind of digs at her. I don't think she really gets that he's digging at her, but he, he does, he tries to, but it just doesn't sink in. She just doesn't get it. She doesn't have the mental capacity to understand really what's happening. Do you think she doesn't have the mental capacity or do you think she plays dumb, which is what Margaret had alleged? Uh, I don't want to give her that much credit. Yeah, I just don't want to give her that much credit. I hate when people are like, she's the smartest of them all. Look what she's doing. She's not doing any of this on purpose. Look at the way she acted when Louis came in at the end. It was like like when Tinsley fell on the ground when Scott came to the door. It's like, did you guys know he was coming? Yes, you fucking idiot. Well, I, who do you think called him? Did you hear Andy what he said? He goes, yes, yes, stupid. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's So speaking of Louie, what I thought was the most compelling argument that Jackie made is now there are, you know, rumors spreading and things being said in the press about someone that you love and that you care about. Can you see how that's hurtful? And again, like, Teresa just doesn't want to acknowledge no no she says no no it's different i just tell I, him to ignore i just tell it. him to ignore everything well we're not ignoring it do, i mean what do you think of it well here's the other thing when they asked when andy asked Teresa and joe at the reunion so what do you think of louie the very beginning of the season they love louie they were so happy Teresa was happy this guy loves her their reaction this time was quite different i don't remember exactly what melissa, melissa said but it was something like He's really good to Teresa. Yeah. That doesn't say that you like him very much. Joe said he's a nice guy. But in the back, after when they showed all the guys together, Joe did refer to him as my brother-in-law. I know. Which was weird. And why did Evan, also, why did Evan go and hug Teresa? I don't, Evan's doing too much. That felt a little, was a little kiss-assy. Yeah. And it felt a little inauthentic when Teresa's the one who started this huge rumor. You were so worried about your job. Then at the end, you're kissing her and then best friends with Louie and you're going to go golfing. I didn't, that was weird to me. So I took it as he reacted like in the first, in the original moment, like when Jackie first told him, Hey, this is being said about you. Him being like, you know, when you signed up for this, like we said that it wasn't going to impact my job. And like now it can impact my job, you know? And so I could see him being angry, but I also could see him like working through it because while he was very angry, he was not on film. If you look back for those episodes. True. When Jackie was talking about how angry he was, we never saw him. We never saw him. And so I think he worked through it. Right. And he like came to some sort of conclusion like, okay, this has to do with her. This doesn't have to do with me and my wife. Like, we're fine. This is this woman. I don't think she means 
bad. She's just like trying to drum up some drama for the show. And that's her job. And I'm just going to move forward. And so you could see him like just moving forward. And I think it felt inauthentic to the viewers because we had heard how angry he was, but we never got to see it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it makes him look fantastic. Right. However, the way that Jackie keeps having to say how in love we are and Teresa, you're just jealous because we're so in love. I'm like, all right, that I don't like that part. I don't like people trying to convince me how in love you are. It's like when people say we have sex 20 times a day, you're either not getting it at all or, you know, I mean, it's just a lie. Like Teresa, they're not having sex five times a fucking day. No, they're not. I know. I I also just don't like when housewives say like, oh, the only reason this person is mad at me is because they're jealous. Like that's the most annoying housewives trope. But it's also like what tells you what makes someone a housewife. Yes. Yeah. And to go back to the Dolores thing, her defending Margaret after all they've been through from when they had met, they they did not get along very well. No, they did not. And I love that. Margaret, we always, I mean, sorry, uh, Dolores? Dolores. She's my think slave. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Dolores, um, she's always the truth teller. She doesn't care what side. She's friends with everybody. She will just tell it like it is. That's why I like Dolores. And I think they're really close right now, Marge and Dolores. Even last year, they said, Marge said, we speak every day on the phone. And I don't know when that started. You know, Dolores is amazing. I actually really like Margaret. I think Margaret and Dolores are the most real. I it agree. is. And isn't it interesting how Teresa lets Dolores say whatever, if it's even for her or against her, whatever. She never has an issue with Dolores ever. Why is that? I think because Dolores never says like really mean things to her. I think Dolores is kind of her explainer. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. maybe what she did, maybe it was wrong. Maybe it wasn't. I'm not going to say I'm saying this is what she's thinking. And she's able to like verbalize what Teresa most of the time seems like she can't. True. Yeah. Well, (laughs) she's our interpreter. It's like what Gina does for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the, The Jen, the Jen thing. This is who she does not like. I cannot stand Jennifer Aiden. I just can't. Really? I don't have that reaction to Jennifer. No, I, I get neither. more of a kick out of Jennifer. I think she's great for the show. Oh, I think she's good TV. Don't get me wrong. I just despise her. <laughs> despise. <laughs> It's so funny. I really didn't like her her first season. I felt like she was trying too hard and doing too much. It doesn't feel real. But then seeing her family dynamic, like that's very real. And I appreciate it because I don't feel like we get to see a lot of like authentic family dynamic because so many of these families have been on TV for so long. They like even the kids know how to play to the camera. And then you've got her parents who are like her mom's so angry. She's like cursing at her in Turkish, you know, like that, that, that mom does not know how to play the game with this show. And, and I like it because it's, it's so real and so raw. Yeah. Because even if Jen is playing the game, the family's not. Exactly. Her kids are not. Her kids so that's aren't. right. No. It's old housewives because back in the OC, it was all the families. We knew all of the housewives and their kids. Right. So it does, it's kind of a throwback that way. Because so even if you don't like Jennifer, we've got the realistic family behind her that's kind of going through a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't like when 
uh, Jennifer attacks Margaret for Margaret and Joe's relationship because we've all, we've been married for a long period of time to our husbands. It ebbs and flows. And we the way we talk to our husbands is pretty much the way Margaret talks to Joe. I mean, <laughs> that's just the way it is. When you've been married that long, I mean, sometimes that's just your relationship. Joe doesn't care. So why does anybody else care? Why does Jen care so much? I also don't like that she keeps bringing up that they got together when they were both married to other people because Mm. it's not that Margaret has never disputed that she's never tried to hide it she's owned it there's entire parts of her book in detail about how that happened she's not saying it was right it just is what it is and that's their like story and she's not going to apologize for it and and so I don't know why that upsets Jennifer so much because I don't know. Like, how do you attack someone? It reminds me of the Eileen Davidson stuff. Oh, yeah. No, that was juicy, too. (laughs) And they're still married. They're still married. It's an interesting story that that Marge has with Joe. But you're right. She's been real about it the whole time. We've known. She's never hidden it. But they have a great relationship now. And she says, this is the love of her life. And watching them together, they are very much in love. That's why I like watching them. Jennifer and Bill, you know, the first season, I didn't like Bill that much. I don't think anybody did. It was like, what the hell? He won't let her go anywhere. What's going on? Well, now everybody loves Bill because guess what? He's getting the game. He's having fun now. He's meeting all these fun guys. The guys from New Jersey are a good batch of guys. They're a lot of fun. And he's having a great time. So now we like Bill Aiden. You know who I like, who I've been defending since episode one of this season, is David. I like David, too. I, I actually find David a little attractive, especially on the motorcycle. <laughs> and his jeans and his uh, leather jacket, very hot. I'd like to see him in scrubs. Ooh, yes. Oh, wait, yeah. didn't we? Did we? No, no, no. I was thinking, did we with Joe Gorga? Or no, we didn't. We mm-hmm. just heard his voice. Mm-hmm. Now, he seems like a good guy who just doesn't really like the camera. Exactly. And yeah, maybe he's like super busy and stuff, but he also has four kids. I had no idea he was. No idea. I heard that too. I had no idea either. And so there's a lot more to him than I think we're seeing. And Mm -hmm. so he seems to have a very full life. And I think she does too. Yeah. And I think Dave Quinn was the one who said, you guys, when they're all out, David is actually like the life of the party, which that blows me away. Like he's very charismatic because when we see him, he's just kind of quiet. So he doesn't like the cameras. So he's not on. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. What also super telling, too, is that Frank Jr. and Frank love David. They love him. Yeah. Everybody loves him. Yeah, everybody loves him. They just don't like him for um, Dolores. But that's also like her mom and other people thinking she has to get married and, you know, I don't know. So one thing about Dolores that I was slightly confused by and shocked by is her she got a vagina replacement. Like, what does that even entail? Isn't that is that the thing that they call it, you know, where they just kind of tighten you up? They take a, two, a few tucks in there because of after kids. But that sounded different. That doesn't sound like a replacement. She was like, I got a new vagina. So, like, do you have to take someone's old vagina? Oh, God. Like, I'm so confused. (laughs) It probably just got nipped and tucked. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's really transformed. Did you see that picture that was posted when she was in her underwear? I mean, I don't know if it was Photoshopped or not, but she looked like she was 
25 years old. Really? Yeah. Mm. No, I, I don't think know. I think it's stop just now though. Yeah. I think they all need to stop. Like, she's had a lot. She doesn't need it anymore. She seems somewhat addicted to it. Yeah. Yes. To get the, to get that done. Like mm. what was the problem? Like, honestly, what, what was how so bad? bad? How be? bad could it be? <laughs> There's that's something I would never do. <laughs> never. I think she's addicted to it. And I think it really bothers and worries David as someone who does surgeries, right? Who like medically necessary surgeries. He knows how dangerous it is to be put under and you shouldn't do it just willy nilly for no reason. And I think everyone can understand a procedure here and there, right? Like Margaret got a facelift. Okay. Like how many different surgeries does one need to have? And and one of them, didn't she say she was going to get her thighs thigh lifted? I didn't even know that was a thing. I, me neither. Why wouldn't you just suck the fat out instead of getting it lifted? Well, she had her butt done, right? Didn't she have like a butt oh, lift? Oh, she had a butt lift at the beginning. You're right. Yeah, she had like a Brazilian butt lift. Then she was going to get her thighs lifted, lifted, which I, I don't know what you do with that. And then her vajayjay tightened or replaced. I don't know. The replaced thing. That sounds like something Teresa would say. You had it replaced. It's like, <laughs> ew, like a cadaver. It's like a cadaver vajayjay. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, and you, speaking of Teresa, were you shocked to find out that Louie watched every episode <gasps> of The Real Housewives of New Jersey? That mm. was a major red flag. Right? I think it was a major red flag. Was it just coincidence that they happened to meet on the street at the Jersey Shore? I don't know. Ooh. He's shady. There's something super shady about him. Just the way he looks, <laughs> he looks shady. Or did he watch them after he met her? No, That's I think it was I was wondering. They didn't like clarify exactly when he watched Oh, I them. took it to mean that he had watched it before they started dating. It sounded like that, but now I'm thinking, eh, he could have just binged. But why would you do that also? That would be that would almost be weirder to go back and watch. <laughs> Let's I watch when you were with your <laughs> first husband. I mean, we I would. <laughs> of course I would. Oh my god. But it's I guess it's almost better that he's seen them versus like Hannah Burner's fiance who she won't let watch the summer house. I don't by the way, I don't know why, Hannah, you weren't that exciting. You were only on for two seasons. Teresa has a whole marriage, how many seasons? Ten years worth of stuff. Hannah Burner has two years, maybe two seasons. Who cares? <sighs> the whole <laughs> <laughs> but Louie, I don't know. It's like they're trying to make Louie happen. Like they're trying to show oh, yes. Louie down oh, how yes. Bravo is. And there's mm. so many references to him. And then having him bring out the pineapple drink at the end, it was like, what on earth? <laughs> what are you trying to do? It also just showed you the queen Teresa is. To have them have Louie there present her with her drink. Like, wow. I guess because we know he's still in her life. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like they're trying to keep telling us that like Teresa is the matriarch of the show and that she's the center and she's the glue. But this season, I feel like more than ever, viewers were less interested in her story and more interested in the other housewives stories. And so I don't know, like, I mean, yeah, I think Teresa should stay on because of Joe and Melissa and that dynamic is super interesting to me just to have like a woman and her sister-in-law and then like 
truly not like each other as humans and then being forced <laughs> to like act like they like each other. It's wild. It's so wild. Joe was yeah. tested again when they said, what did they say? Do you, they said, Joe, do you think Teresa was wrong in telling the rumor? Do you think she started the rumor? And he's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was like, wow, Joe, I don't want to say anything against my sister. Well, they clearly what? have some sort of pact. Yes. They've decided not to, to do that to each other. But Teresa's getting all kinds of backlash for her comments that she made about Margaret when she said that, um, cause I think Andy asked her, right. Well, what would you do? Have you ever had anybody hit on you? And oh. she's like, you know, no way. There's no way I would let anybody, there's no way anybody's going to touch me unless I tell them it's okay. And now she's getting so much backlash for that comment. Yeah. She as was slut shaming. As she yes. should. It's not well, Jackie just, she's also that. victim shaming because, yes. you know, cause he was saying, well, Jackie, you worked, you know, in a law firm. Did you ever experience sexual harassment? She's like, yeah, I had bosses who massaged my shoulders while they were talking to me. And Teresa's exact words were, you let them. No, I think she even went like, yes, she said, yes, I didn't want to get fired. Right. And it's sort of like her to think that you could just walk away from something also shows the kind of, you know, financial status that she's in. I mean, how many women could just walk away from a job and not worry about income and the next job that they're getting? I mean, Yeah, and also, somebody today yeah. actually said that Teresa can get away with saying that because she probably has never been out in the workforce. That's what I was going to say. What job totally. in real work, um, the work atmosphere has she ever had? She didn't say, oh, well, when I worked here or there. I don't know. They got married young, didn't they? I think so, yeah. So, yeah. Listen, we that happened all the time. Like, the shoulder thing, that was a thing. I In the workforce? All the time. Did it bother me? Yes. But the same thing as Jackie, I never would have said anything. Never. And that's just the way it was back then. But they say like, oh, that's the way it was back then. And that's what Margaret is talking about, you know, when she first entered the fashion industry. But like I entered the workforce in 2006 and I was sexually harassed. And like, I'm not, you know, I like it. It was just, you know, I was 22 and yeah. mm-hmm. I worked with all these scientists and some of the older ones, they called me cupcake and other and they would ask all kinds of inappropriate questions about my dating life. And, it, you know, and it's just like, I knew it was wrong. I fought back against it a bit, um, but only so much. And some of it, I just let go if I felt like it was harmless. But that wasn't that long ago. So to say in this narrative, and then Jackie's only 44. I mean, how long right. ago do you think she worked at a law firm? You know, not yeah. that long ago. No, no. And so I just think that these things continue and people don't always bring them up. And I'm glad that they're getting more attention. But Teresa's mindset around so many things is just so... It's dangerous because she says things and it's really so many people see them and then they think, oh, well, I guess I let that happen to me. It's dangerous and it's dated. Mm -hmm. She lives in this world way back. It's like she hasn't grown as a person at all. At all. She's still stuck way back there. Also, she let her husband treat her poorly, right? Did she let that happen? She let her husband call her a cunt. Like and she let her husband treat her like crap in front of her daughters, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. even worse. Yep. 
You know? So Ooh, you knew Jackie was hanging on that. Like you, you really want me to go there? I know. I'm glad she didn't because it, it. I think it would. Oh, be, it would have. It, it would have just. Although, <laughs> although next season <laughs> to be continued. Will Jackie be back? I think they'll all be back, along with a new housewife. That's my prediction. The I, new one they've been sort of filming with. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that there's yeah. a new one. What's her name, Burchard or Bur- No, Burchard is in New York. Oh, Burchard is New York. I don't. But there's know another. Of, of a new that's one. right. There's another lady. I thought weren't there pictures of somebody? Oh, maybe that was. Yeah, Bershawn. no, it's another. It's another. Bershawn was recently with Margaret is, but... in D.C. and they were hanging out, but that's two different franchises. Right. Got it. I think Got they'll it. bring in a new person, but I don't know if they're going to get rid of all the old people. I'm fine with that. I don't think I don't Mm -hmm. think there's I mean, this is the longest running like the exact same cast, I think, ever. It's like three seasons in a row. And I know Jackie doesn't bring like the most, but I feel like she rounds out something about that dynamic. But they need to change it up a little bit more because I love seeing like a Dolores who can be friends with people on the right couch and the left couch. Right. And we don't have enough of those people. And Margaret used to be that, right? She was friends with Teresa and she was friends with Jackie. And then I think this season kind of like she couldn't hide it anymore. Well, we Jersey does have a seventh housewife and it's the men. They add so much to that franchise. Yeah, they're filmed more than any other husbands. And I believe it's in Brian Moylan's book, but I I think they're the only um, house husbands that actually get paid. They do. See, yeah. I was wondering that. I ah, that. interesting. I would like to see, well, they would never show Frank has a longtime girlfriend that I, I don't think they live together, but a very serious girlfriend. They will, they never talk about it and they will never show her because everybody want wants those two together. Dolores, yeah. Frank, you know, the illusion of yeah. them possibly getting together, even though that'll never happen. I think they're great as friends. And, and they're his perfect. co-parents, they're great. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so know. Fun. I don't know why everyone wants something to be, like, it doesn't have to be romantic, you know? No, no. Jersey's, Jersey for me is probably my second favorite because I love New York and I like Jersey second. I, I enjoy Jersey so much. It always brings something. I, yeah. it used to be my least favorite franchise. It was the longest one that I held out because I like started watching like Beverly Hills and then I went to New York and then I went to Atlanta and like I slowly picked up all the others, but, and I think I watched the OC in the beginning, but Jersey was the one that I like was like, oh, I don't know about them. Mainly because like it's not aspirational for me to live in New Jersey and film in the winter when there's no uh-huh. leaves on the trees. This season was amazing because it was summer in Jersey. It was, summer. It was yeah. so fun to see them out in the summer. Like that was everything for me. And I hope they continue to film on that kind of a schedule. Cause I don't need to see that like interstate with like no leaves on the trees. And it looks like <laughs> it's just the you snow. Know, yeah, and then they're yeah. yelling at each other, and I don't know. Like, I kind of like that. I but I've gotten so into it the last maybe three years. I've really started to like, and I think Margaret has brought a lot more um, pizzazz and like a warmth to Jersey 
that I think I didn't feel before. I agree. I agree. What do you think of Margaret's remodel? Um, I think it's great for her. (laughs) I could never live in a house like that. But I think it's fantastic for her. And if you read her book, like how she got started was taking different like textures and I don't even know how to and like putting them on buckets and then like selling them um, in stores so people could put like their kids toys in these like fabulous buckets that have these different patterns all over them and then she started making her own stuff but I like looking at her walls and the type of like textures and wallpaper and all of that like it's she's very particular what what do you guys think there's a lot going on in that house (laughs) I almost liked it better when there was nothing in it (laughs) (laughs) I love the outside of it me too. Love the style of the house. Mm-hmm. Even love the the inside, the large rooms. But once she filled it with so much stuff and all the color. I mean, it's cool. It's kind of cool. But I, I couldn't live there all the time. That would yeah. give me a headache. Totally. Um, <laughs> do you guys want to head over to Beverly Hills? Sure. Okay. I just have so many thoughts on this season, but want to hear what you guys think about all of the new ladies that we've met. So like mm. Crystal, um, I guess Kathy Hilton, and then seeing Sutton as a housewife instead of a friend of. Mm. I don't see a big difference in Sutton. I mean, she yeah. kind of was always there last season anyway. She's quirky. I think she's funny. She's getting some backlash today for some things that happened on the last episode. I like Crystal. We don't really know her yet. I but, love Crystal. Yeah. I love her husband. I'm I'm like attracted to her husband. I like a little the nerdy <laughs> thing. Loving that. I love her story. I love her Rosie who works with her. Mm. I think she's hilarious. Her kids are cute. Her brother, who I was like, oh, because I was following her and kind of stalking her all summer. And she was talking about her brother being, I thought he was a dancer, but he's a hip hop artist or singer. a singer. Yeah. Um that he's there kind of taking care of the kids with her. I just love the whole family dynamic. Me too. Kathy Hilton is everything. She's a gem <laughs> we've been needing and oh, waiting for. She's like Kim, really. I mean, she's kind of like Kim. But but not uh, but not but better. A, I don't know how to describe I don't in a sober kind of way. But I but I think <laughs> next episode she's not I know she gets she gets smashed. I feel I can't like wait. she's Kim without the dark underbelly yeah that's what it is yeah just the quirkiness i mean i cannot get over her taking (laughs) a full-size fan on a private plane (laughs) because she needs to sleep with a fan and then not being able to plug it in not knowing how to plug it in (laughs) how does this woman get through the day i think it's because she her eyesight is so bad i don't think she could see the holes in the wall to mistake Garcelle for Kyle because she doesn't have her glasses on. I'm never going to get over that. That was so funny. Fantastic. Kathy probably has people to plug in her fans and do whatever she needs to do to be her eyes. Also, also speaking from ladies of a certain age, it wasn't for the noise. It's for the fan. She needs the fucking coolness. <laughs> Trust me, at our age, we need the air as well as the noise. <laughs> hey, I like to sleep with the fan on too. 
I get it. <laughs> Doesn't everybody? Right? Um, so the episode starts out with Sutton visiting Erica. And that is a duo that I'm interested to see more of. Yes. Well, ugh. I mean, I think somebody put out Queens of Bravo or somebody on Instagram had put out the timeline that this is literally what a week before it came out about Tom Girardi. So watching Erica, I mean, knowing that this is happening a week from now and seeing her interact with all her people and the clothes, just, oh, it's all of it is fascinating. It's so interesting. I couldn't get over. So when she knocked and Erica was like, who is it? And she's like, the police. I was like, is this (laughs) foreshadowing anything? (laughs) It's so amazing. So what was, was that the, the stylist's loft? So, or was that Erica's loft? I think that's the like space where she, like, that's where she met with Brian Moylan, I think, to talk about her book. And that's mm-hmm. where she like had all the ladies over a couple seasons ago when, mm. when Dorit had that really long ponytail. Yeah. I don't really know what it is, but it's like maybe it's the headquarters of EJ Global, which Ooh, is her company that got all that money from. Mm. That's where all the, the, issues are coming from is Tom gave all of this money to EJ Global, like at least 20 or $30 million. Yeah, that just came out. But I love production because you have to kind of wonder, like, what did they know? Because they're, well, they always show her clothes and her jewelry and all that, but they didn't cut any of that. <laughs> they're showing it all. And they're, it's almost like they're slow panning. It's like, right. Right. The labels, the price tags. <laughs> and then having the music, it's expensive to be it's me. Yes. Oh, oh, my God. I was like, they're trolling us. Totally. What is Erica thinking watching She's this? pissed. She's, she's not pissed. doing press for Bravo. Nope. Mm-mm. She was. She canceled her Watch What Happens Live. Oh, she canceled it? Yeah, she yeah, said she wasn't doing it. press. But apparently she walked a red carpet the week before. So, yeah, she was at the MTV. Yeah, but they're not asking her any questions. She's just out there to be seen. I don't know. I mean, I feel like after all these years, shouldn't we know more about Erica? Yes. We're going to find out. It creeps (laughs) me out that we don't and that no one will call her on it because they're afraid of her. Yeah, and that she adds these tidbits of I when I was 16, I worked in a stripper joint or whatever. Okay, give us more. What else happened? Like that's that she feels like, okay, I'm giving you that. Okay, what happened between 16 and 25? What were those years like? Like give us more. Who are you? Yeah, she's so fake. Don't you also wonder why? Like why is she so secretive? I mean, it's not like her life is She's not, you know, this big star. I mean, she's a housewife. Why are you so secretive about it? Well, now I think we know why. Now we might know why, yeah. Maybe. Tommy G. (laughs) I don't trust people that can't show their vulnerability. Yes, exactly. It's just in general. It's like, oh, you're so tough. That must mean that you're not tough at all because tough people cry and tough people work through shit. They don't mm-hmm. just not talk about it, right? So maybe we have a different definition of tough. I've always thought from the beginning, though, it's just a big facade, haven't you guys? Yeah. Or it's just so it's so over the top that it's like, okay, come on. I mean, yeah, she's she's sort of playing up 
like the Erica Jane persona, and she's also Erica Girardi. But I feel like the women genuinely like Erica Girardi. And so I'm like, well, there has to be something to her because they have seemingly genuine friendships like Kyle and Rinna and Dorit seem to really be friends with her. But I wonder if it's one of those friends that like you're friends, but there's so much you still don't know about them. Yeah, I I feel like these women love to talk. Kyle loves to talk. Dorit loves to talk. So if Erica is just their sounding board, these women are like, she's such a great friend because <laughs> she listens to me. <laughs> right. But what are you getting from her? What are you offering back? It, I don't, I don't see a give and take. I see it a one-sided friendship and she's a great listener. We've seen her there at the table, just sitting. She doesn't offer much. And then she offers a little, like she's above them and a little few words of wisdom. And we're supposed to think she's fantastic. No, not anymore. I, I may have bought that a couple seasons ago. I mean, last season, she gave us nothing. I want to see her in the psychiatrist's office, like, (laughs) talking about getting on Lexapro. Like, I need to see, like, that level of vulnerability from her, or she just doesn't feel real. Right. And her telling us, oh, I was so dark, I went on Lexapro, me and Gina were like, well, everybody's on fucking Lexapro these days. Like, (laughs) we don't know anybody not on Lexapro. And then Garcelle not knowing what that was, that blew me away. It's like, Garcelle, where you been? (laughs) It's crazy. I know. I know. Speaking of Garcelle, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the lunch that she had with Kyle. And where they just sat down and talked through it, and she just explained, you know, why she was so upset with Kyle and what it means to be a black woman and uh, situations with money and tipping and all of that. And she's always having to, like, think through things in that lens. Mm -hmm. And I thought Kyle was really receptive and they had a moment. Yeah, 100%. Was Kyle shady calling her out? Absolutely. But Garcelle said a lot of shit about Kyle for kind of the whole season. Kyle thought they were good. And then all of a sudden off season or in the little interviews, Garcelle was going hard at Kyle. And for no real reason. Or or we don't know why. It was like, why is she going so hard at her? So Kyle was hurt. Kyle admits, oh, my God, of course I look at if people are following me anymore. I mean, I'm a a real person here. Mm -hmm. So when she found out Garcelle unfollowed her, was kind of talking shit about her at the reunion, she just had this little tidbit of information. Did she mean it in the way that Garcelle took it? I don't think so. I believe Kyle wasn't saying it in the way that Garcelle took it. However, I understand that Garcelle took it in that way and it was very hurtful for her. And I like that she told Kyle about it. Kyle was receptive to it. Didn't say, but, or I didn't mean to, I mean, she was, she was genuinely shocked. Like, Oh my God, I didn't think about it that way. That's how we would all react. I mean, like we are white women here. Mm -hmm. That's how I would have reacted. Also, I'm, I'm shocked. I didn't know that. Tell me, kind of like, tell me more. Teach me. This is, these are learning uh, spaces here on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills we haven't seen before. I thought it was really wonderful that, you know, her reaction was basically like, thank you for sharing this with me. And I am sorry. Yes. And that's what it should be. Exactly. That's what it should be. But, but if it was anybody else, like if Rinna and her, like Rinna and her's conversation 
it was a whole different conversation because Garcelle doesn't believe Rinna one bit. And it still isn't resolved clearly after their second conversation. I wouldn't trust Rinna either. I would not trust Rinna at all. She is like producing in her head all the time. And I actually think even though Kyle's been on the show the longest, she's not trying to make stories. She's just trying to like, navigate still like she it's almost like she still isn't sure how they're going to move through the process and trying to just I think she's gotten especially with LVP gone more honest with like her own feelings and in front of the camera and sharing what she really thinks and just like okay I'm gonna try and be as good of a friend to these people and I'm also going to be honest and tell my truth and I feel like Kyle has gotten a lot more likable as a result. I do. I always like Kyle. I think she's the most fun housewife. I would go out with her in a minute. I think her and Dorit would be a blast to go out with. Um, throw in Sutton in there. I think Sutton would be fun. <laughs> she had a little mishap at the end of this episode, which yeah, ooh, was pretty bad. very cringy. Very cringy. Read the room. Read the audience. No, she... I don't know if she had cocktails and it just came out of her mouth. I'm not sure. I also couldn't understand the context in which she (laughs) was like talking because I was like, is this, it felt as though there was some bad blood between Crystal and Sutton that we didn't see initially. And I don't think this is the beginning of it, right? And then next week when they previewed, they were, it made it look like there was they really don't like each other. And it's like, well, that couldn't have just started from one conversation. Yeah, like, I, I agree. Feel no. like there is some back stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't excuse what Sutton said. And she herself apologized. So I yeah. feel like. Oh, did she? So I haven't yeah. apologized on social media. OK. I mean, obviously. And she didn't <laughs> she make should. an excuse for why or anything like that. And, you know. All she can do is say, I'm sorry, and do better. Yeah. Yeah. This was also, how long ago was this filmed? So this was the week before the election, because she had given everyone flasks with their initials on it to prepare for the election, which I thought was so funny, because like, these women never mention politics, right? No. Well, no, not where they're from. So many of these shows try to like tiptoe around it. And it's like, this was a major moment in our country's history. And it lasted like a while. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, four years? Yeah. (laughs) You know, but like, but like even the election like lasted a while, you know, like there was so much. And so to see like, oh, this flask, it's like, did she know it was going to take four or five days or like (laughs) multiple months? Like, did she know there was going to be an insurrection? Like, what did Sutton know? (laughs) Yeah, what does she know? I could have used that flask on January 6th while there were sirens going up and down my street. I bet. No (sighs) kidding. You in D.C. Wow. Um, So that flask (laughs) and the comments about the election, I truly appreciated. Yeah, it would. I think it's going to be interesting watching it play out. I mean, we're only two episodes in. And we saw it play out in Atlanta, but we all knew how they felt. Whereas these women, I think, don't want us to know. I think they just like to keep it separate. Yeah. Yeah, Probably. I don't think we'll. I I would think we will see nothing. Well, because no, on election so. day is when Erica files for divorce from. That's Tom. right. That's right. So, That's right. do you think the next episode they showed Erica on the phone? Is this when she's receiving this information, or what's going on? 
I have no idea. And that's why I'm really excited to watch because I truly don't know how this unfolds. Yeah, because there's been speculation. Did she file for a divorce because she found this out? I think there was lawsuits against him, like big ones starting, and I guess it gets both both of them. But like, I thought they started a few months before. I don't know. I have no idea. And do you think she knew the gist of what was going on? You know, it's hard to say because I don't think their relationship is what she wants us to think it was. I don't think they had a real husband-wife type close relationship. I think it was more of a business arrangement, you know, at the end there. Maybe at first it was a loving relationship, but at the end they were clearly living completely separate lives. I don't even believe she was in that Pasadena house hardly ever. Gina thinks she had like this, that apartment that we're seeing that she's always at, like she was living there. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, who knows? He's such a big attorney who knows how he covered it up, but she had to wonder where, why is he putting all this money into EJ global? He funded her whole entire career. Didn't he? I mean, as far as we know, I don't think she cares she where the money making came money from. on those on those um, live performances. She, there's no way she could have been making money. <laughs> I've been I to think- one of those live performances. Oh, really? Yeah, she came to How DC a couple years ago. I mean, it was very entertaining. She is incredible at like the dancing that she does is really good, and the choreography is amazing, and the outfit changes. And her voice wasn't bad, uh, but the entire <laughs> thing, start to finish, was only 42 minutes. Yeah, I mean, uh, she has, like, three things, three songs. Right. And she did, uh, like, other songs, too. Like, other people. She did covers of some other songs and stuff like that, and she still couldn't get, like, even to an hour. And there was no, like, before or after. There was no, like, pre-show. So it was just, like, you show up, and it was literally 42 minutes, and then you left. It was the most wild experience, you know? Um, And uh, Garcelle and Karen were there, which was really cool to see them, like, cheering on Erica. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. That's fun. That was really fun. Back when Garcelle and Karen were were friendly. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that they were friendly. I don't think they like knew Erica. I think it was just sort of like, let's support another housewife. Oh, right? okay. And then yeah. Karen went backstage um, after and uh, I saw Giselle walk to her little Mini Cooper and drive off. <laughs> oh, see ya. <laughs> oh, that's Funny. fun. I, I think that Erica didn't care where the money came from. He might've said, let's put the money in here for a tax write-off. She was like, okay, whatever you want. He didn't, I don't think she knew exactly where that money was coming from. Like from these victims and all that. I don't, I don't believe she knew that. I can't, I don't think I can believe she knew that because I feel like, how could you know that and still be with this person? So as long as you were, um, was he protecting her and saying, let's get a divorce to protect you. I almost have more respect for him. If he did that divorce me. Cause I, it just seems weird. Why would she divorce him? Like, unless she knew something going on or he said, divorce me and we'll try to save some of this or put some of your stuff won't be touched. If I give you all this money, you know, whatever he was doing. 
Well, I don't know. That's what one of the lawsuits alleges, the one that came out of like Illinois. It alleges that they decided to divorce to try and save some of the money. Mm-hmm. And so makes sense. Yeah, I feel like I don't think she knew any of it because if she did, why would she go on TV? Like she's not stupid, right? And and she wouldn't go on TV and flaunt her wealth, knowing True. the feds would be watching if he was under some sort of indictment, you know, or something like that. Yeah. And if she wasn't living with him, then maybe she didn't notice that he was developing Alzheimer's. Like, <laughs> God, wait, we we knew he was. Saw <laughs> it long ago. You know, because he he did seem so much older last season than the first time that we met him. But to get it to be where it's in such a bad place that he has to be under conservatorship. I mean, that is something. So I I want to know. know Like, I believe that, though. You do. I it's, don't know if I believe, I mean, he had some sort of a health issue. Didn't he have a, I think it looked he, like he had a stroke. He had like a heart thing or something because he was hospitalized for a while. And I think after that, he just didn't bounce back, but I don't know how, how can you just, it seemed like overnight he just right? all of a sudden has Alzheimer's. I don't think it works that way. I don't know. I don't know. It's not. It's it's all of it. All of it is crazy. Yeah. And I'm and I'm ready, willing, able to watch all of it. (laughs) So the ladies all go to Lake Tahoe and I just like couldn't get over that they I finally realized why they pack so many clothes because they've never carried their bags. It never occurred to me until this episode that like they pack all of these things not thinking like, how am I going to get this from point A to point B? Yes. It, I mean, and all of them, do they all just travel with personal assistance? I don't understand. At some point in their life, do they never travel on their own and have to carry their own bags? It, it, it's, it blows me away. Kathy Hilton, maybe. <laughs> I'll give her that. <laughs> but also they're in Tahoe. Oh God. And yeah. The, the way they dress for dinner. Now, Kyle Garcelle, Somebody else had jeans on. Maybe it was Kathy. But the rest of them, Dorit and Erica and Lisa Rinna even, it's like, you're oh, in a cabin in Tahoe. They're in stilettos and head-to-toe leather outfits. And it's like, you're in Tahoe. Come on. Tahoe's just like an hour away. Like, Tahoe is our backyard, basically. It's oh. beautiful. It's it's a little rugged. You're not going out in Tahoe, especially it's COVID. You're hanging out in this beautiful cabin. I mean, that cabin was... It was, unbelievable yeah. but it's very woodsy it's very woodsy you're yeah. not going anywhere you're not going anywhere <laughs> i do like that they're still giving us looks because i think for <laughs> them it's something fun to do like i yeah. truly think dorit gets so much joy out of dressing up and i think that they probably didn't dress up that much throughout you know right. the last seven months they're ago. filming they're filming True. so they're going to show us what they got yeah right but yeah, that was really funny. I just remember packing like something really heavy when I moved to South Africa and just being like, I pray that there are nice men that will like help me move this from like point A to point B. And I had two bags. That was it. <laughs> right. And they have 20. Oh my God. They including have including so a fan many bags. And a hat bag. 
Oh, and a hat, yeah. Oh, my God. That blows me away. Kyle and her fucking hats. Hats. (laughs) And she's inside. I don't get it. You wear a hat in the house. There's something about that. When she burned that fish. (laughs) Listen, I have to say, that to me was the most real moment of, I'm going to take care of you guys. I'm going to cook you a meal. And then you start having so much fun with your friends. You forget that the meal is in there. That sounds like me. It's like, oh, my God, that would totally happen. That was fantastic. And then Kathy didn't really eat her meal. And she's like, I'm trying to watch my girlish figure. I mean, if I were the sister, I would be like, because you burnt our fucking food, Kyle, you know? And what did she call her? Doogie? She was calling her Doogie. Like a Tootsie Roll. (laughs) Your little Doogie. I'm trying to remember. My brother called me Wiggy. When when that's cute, he and I don't know where it came from, but he couldn't pronounce my name. And so he would say Wiggy. um, And that just stayed for a very long time. You know what my brother called me? What? Chubbers. Chubbers. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, I didn't think about it till later. I thought it was really cute. Yeah. I guess that's not so cute. I know. My my dad used to call me, well, at first he called me Facey because I just had a very large face. <laughs> my dad's also from Russia, so I like think he just didn't know all of the like English words of like what to say. And my mom wasn't Russian, so like it <laughs> he, That's so funny. And then he started calling me Pumpkin because I think like Pumpkin's that, cute. I looked, my face looked like a pumpkin. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. That was so facey. That's facey. This is like <laughs> so funny. Um, now, I don't know if I've laughed as hard as I did ever when they do two truths and a lie. Like, oh. I felt like I was playing the game with them. I don't know. I was, weren't you thinking, what would I say? What would I say? I was, I was in my head, I'm like, what would I divulge? Because they were all really good. They were Crystal? so good. Crystals. I was like, what the hell? What? Which one is it? But I wanted to know what she was arrested for. They never told us. No, she said she wasn't arrested. That was the lie. That was the lie. The other two, oh. she was like, she worked in a strip joint or something. She, oh, she worked right. at an escort agency doing the that's phone, right. and she was propositioned to become a madam. Oh, that's, that's right. right. So good. I think so we should play that. That'd be fun. Let's play it with our husbands. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I would that would be so fun. What would your two truths and a lie I, be? I don't like I don't know. No, I'd have to really think. I about did it. steal something once and I don't know if my husband knows that. So like a I a, I stole as an, as an adult? No, as a kid. <laughs> as a kid, but I was um Esprit. I don't even know if you've ever heard of that mm-hmm. brand Esprit. Um I remember stealing a shirt, but it had that big thing on it, the big detector. And so I went, it was with a girlfriend who'd done this before. And we ripped it off, like pulled that thing off. So the shirt always had this huge hole in the side. (laughs) And it was probably like $28, but in my head, that was a million. So yeah, I did steal a shirt one time. That's funny. I think I would use that my real name is Amanda. Because that's actually a is lie. It? No, is it's it Mandy. Oh, but it seems so like, you know, like a thing. Yes. Yeah. It, oh, that is. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good lie. You're a good liar, Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gina, what is your lie? 
Gina's drinking. She's not going to give up. She's very tight-lipped over here. I feel like there's a lot she can I tell don't us. Know. I, there probably is. Woo! We'd have to dig deep. We're going to think about it. We're going to play this on our next show. Thank you. Maybe are you going to be more like Erica and just list like a bunch of things and then not tell anyone? And yeah. Oh, that, come on. That was ridiculous. When she, she wore a she wire. Wore a wire. I was like, for your husband? Yeah. But then somebody said, there was that question out there, like, was that for that? And then they said, no, you can't do that against your husband and wife. There's like a thing. Yeah. yeah there is. So, so she did it somewhere else. Where? When? Tell us, Erica. More of your life we don't know about. And what was she involved in with the mafia? If that was one of them. I, you know what? She's probably freaking lying. Just to sound lies. more interesting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Sutton <laughs> worked at Starbucks um, <laughs> and a wasn't barista. a virgin when she got married. <laughs> So these were so late, like work at Starbucks. Like, okay. Kathy's. Oh, Kathy's Kathy's were great. They're all true. (laughs) That was the best part. And it was just like, I mean, they were all at that point, just like rolling over laughing. (laughs) Kathy was laughing because she realized that she had just said three truths and was not following the the program. That's why we need Kathy. Kathy brings so so much. And then Kyle knowing, she's like, what the hell, Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I feel so like funny. I want to see some sort of like biopic about Big Kathy. Like, oh, I yes. One, I spent a lot of my time wondering what she was like. Okay, but did you watch bit. Kyle's show? I didn't. Oh, I think that was Big Kathy. Was it American Woman? Yeah. I, when I, I did watch it Big because... Kathy was a hot mess. Yeah, Big Kathy was... <laughs> A little. She liked cuckoo. to drink. She liked to. Have she party. wanted to be a star. She wasn't a star, so she was going to make her kids a star. I think a lot of it was true because that's why Kathy and Kyle did not talk for a long period of time was because of American Woman because mm-hmm. it was a lot of it was true. And it was also her view of her mom, and she was much younger, and so right? I think also maybe she saw things a little differently than. Kathy Hilton saw them, right? Maybe she sure. saw a more mature version of like, well, she was just trying to help us get by. She was trying to set us up for the future. Or, you know, where maybe Kyle was, I don't know. I don't know. But it's always interesting, yeah. you know, siblings like have very different recollections of things. Oh, yes. True. Yeah, their own versions. And that's where I learned, I never thought about it before, that, that Kathy has a different father. I never realized they were just... Totally different families, you know, and I don't think Kathy had a relationship with her father. I don't remember. But um, Kyle's father and Kim's father was the one that raised them. Mm -hmm. But they all look so much alike. Yeah. Yeah. Very much alike. Do you think that the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills could handle a Kathy, Kyle and Kim? Ooh, that'd be interesting. Are we going to see Kim at all? I don't know. I mean, we hear about her in the in the promo um, for the season that she changed her number and didn't tell Kyle, but told Kathy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's very interesting. I'm just happy that Kathy is there. (laughs) I love her energy. Yeah. Like she is the perfect level of rich. Like Mm -hmm. she is so rich that she's out of touch and she's not trying to prove how rich she is. No. Not at all. She doesn't care. She doesn't care if you care she's rich. Because we know she's rich. We already know. That's real money. Where you look at Erica, Jane, and Dorit, Mm. and you're like, hmm. Especially Dorit. It's like, okay, 
how rich are you? Because I'm pretty sure Beverly Beach sunk, right? That's not even a thing anymore. We don't really know what does PK do. I don't think in that's just sport. Boy George. Boy George. <laughs> Karma, 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 karma. Boy George been doing in the last year. He's living with them. He's living in their basement. (laughs) Now that's a show. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I don't know if we could handle all three because the energy with just Kyle and Kathy is like the perfect energy. It's like kooky. It's fun. It's interesting that it doesn't feel dark. The way right. that when Kim and Kyle are together, there's yeah, just right. so much that's unsaid. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's Kim's got issues, and that just brings the whole thing down too. Yeah, and we've never seen Kyle and Kathy together like this, right? right. We've seen Kim and Kathy because they had a little alliance, but and we've seen Kyle and Kim, but we've never seen this. So that's why it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kyle said on Watch What Happens Live that, like, it brought her and Kathy much closer. Good. Yeah. That's good. Because we know Mauricio or Mo, Mo. as they're all of a sudden calling him this season, Mo, and Kathy's husband had a little falling out years ago. Yeah. So I'm glad that they're coming back together. What I do like, though, is Kyle was always close to Kathy's kids. They never let the nieces and nephews Mm -hmm. into their whatever was going on with the sisters. They didn't let it affect the nieces and nephews. We did that in my family. All my cousins and I are really close. And my mom was one of three sisters. And there's just, you know, when you're one of three sisters that are close in age, it's there's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I can attest to that. And that's we, all. I, and zip. That's and all I'm we saying. We as the kids like see it and acknowledge mm-hmm. it, but like don't need to partake in it. Best, best to do that. Yeah, and they never like forced us to. But it was just like when they would get together, it was as if they were kids again, like fighting over where dad was sitting. Oh. <laughs> like no, dad needs this. No, dad. It's like <laughs> calm down. <laughs> so oh, wild. Yeah. Um. We didn't talk much about Lisa Rinna, but what are your guys' thoughts on Lisa Rinna in general? Ugh, not a huge Lisa Rinna fan. I mean, the last couple of seasons, like you said, she's always producing and she's she's very aware. And I think that it loses something when she's just so aware of there's nothing natural about the way she acts, behaves. I liked her in the beginning. I thought she was great her first season, maybe even second season. Now I don't believe her. I think she's a liar. I think she's an actress and she's looking at this like it's an acting job. So I don't, I just don't like her. Yeah. It's too put on. I feel like I've heard though, that like when people meet Lisa Rinna, like when they run into her in LA, that she's like one of the most nice down to earth people, which I don't know if it's shocking or not, but it's, I just find that really interesting. I, I don't because she loves her fans. She yeah. loves to have people recognize her and acknowledge her. It's like Luann, for instance. We've met Luann a few times. We went to her show and we saw her at BravoCon. She was so kind and nice to us. We would never speak ill of her. But watching her, it's like, ooh, Luann, yeah, have some so self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> well, she has no self-awareness, but she is nice. She's very nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. I think I would think Lisa would be nice too. And Lisa probably is a nice person, but on this show, she's just very 
aware of what she's doing. A little calculated. Right. It was so funny to watch her and Garcelle have that conversation. And Garcelle's like, but how can I know if I can trust you? And she's like, you can't. (laughs) I know. That's true. I guess you don't. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And then it obviously ended on that very bizarre note with, um, you know, Kyle explaining what happened between her and Garcelle and Crystal talking about her experience as a woman of color and then Sutton just freaking out and being like, we're not going to talk about stereotypes and what if you stereotype rednecks? And I was like, whoa, this is a lot. And I <laughs> that was just no wild. idea where it came from. It was so That's why confusing. there's got to be some, yeah. a little bit of stuff brewing that we haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Maybe she had a few drinks and then because she just cut Crystal off. She didn't even let Crystal say two words. She was like, no, no, we are not going to do this. It was like, do what? What are you talking about? And then for her to say that my people are rednecks, but we are we are actually intelligent people. I don't know. (laughs) I had no idea what she was trying to get at. I hope she doesn't think that when rednecks are portrayed a certain way that it's just like speaking poorly of white people in the south at the same way that the stereotypes of like asian americans or or you know black americans i mean oh god sutton it it was almost like she was trying to be relatable and it was so hard like oh oh sutton Stop. Just (laughs) zip zip Oh, oh boy that was rough that was rough any final <laughs> thoughts on Beverly Hills? I'm looking forward no, I'm to looking it. Forward I'm super excited also. about it. I don't know how this happened, but it's my favorite franchise on right now. And New York is not easy to watch. No, New York is missing. I, yeah. I still say New York is missing someone. We need more people. More people. Not enough people. I would never thought I'd say this, but I miss Dorinda. Old Dorinda. I just miss, yeah, I miss old Dorinda for sure. for sure. I miss Tinsley, and I feel like we need some other energy, and I think it needs to be another, like, older housewife. Like, I yes. I, I don't um, like the energy that Leah's bringing of this, like, young, and she's trying to force too much, and I don't think there's, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think it was broken. I honestly feel like Ebony at this point fits in better than yes. Leah. Yes. Leah so is the much. outsider here. If that's, what's, that's what's fun to watch is Ebony interact with all of the ladies that have been there for a while. And I think that's bothering Leah also. Leah's like, what the hell? I wasn't welcomed like this. And look at them welcoming Ebony with open arms. Ramona was standing up for Leah, though, on Instagram. So people oh. were saying that Leah was doing all this stuff and was acting so terrible. And Ramona's like, well, her grandmother died the last day of our trip. And mm. I think that she was going through a lot. So, like, let's cut her some slack on this. Like, keep watching or something like that. Okay. And I mean, I give that to Leah. I know she was going through stuff. Um, I, I understand that part of it. I have empathy for that. But she just handled herself poorly. She, and this is me, casting a lot of judgment on her. (laughs) Do tell. (laughs) I felt the way that she was talking about the loss that her family was going to experience was being done in a very selfish way about like how Mm -hmm. she would experience the loss within like the family dynamic, kind of discounting the fact that her mother was losing her mother 
And there is nothing that can be compared between the feeling of losing a grandparent and the feeling of losing a parent. And I've lost both. It is a that like if unless your grandparent raised you, right? In which case, you know, right. that's different. But seeing her versus seeing Ebony having like an actual peer-to-peer sort of relationship with her mother, talking about having to pull a feeding tube from their her grandmother, and then seeing Leah like whine with her sister about how mom is being controlling. Well, yeah, because her mother is dying and she's trying to figure things out. The the Leah acts like she's so like mature and knows so much, but I think she's one of the most immature housewives we've ever seen. Totally. I think I completely agree with you there. She made it all about her losing her grandma, not even giving any consideration to her, how her mother might feel. It doesn't matter if you and your mother have a tense relationship. It's her mother who is passing. So yeah, she's very selfish. Um, She has a daughter herself. She should realize, but I don't feel like she does. She doesn't get it. Also, why was she there? I mean, if her grandmother was dying and she was very upset by it, why was she even on that trip? I mean, maybe because she would have given her mom COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Her dad, grandma. No, like she's traveling, you know, gallivanting around. And then like, you know, this is the middle of the pandemic. Her grandmother's dying. You shouldn't go to the house of someone who's very sick if you're, you know, moving around town. But yeah, I don't know. I think she just handles things in uh, in a way that feels it's almost like she's stunted in her relationship with her mom and she continuously acts like a teenager and so yeah she's yeah. reacting to this loss like how i feel like a teenager would react to loss and mm-hmm. i feel like an adult would react d- i don't know i'm not saying there's like one way to react but she's being just very selfish about it and then acting out to try and get attention and have people be mm-hmm. like, oh, but her grandma's dying. Ugh, you don't need to do all of those things to get attention. You can just talk to people and tell them that you need some support. Yeah. Yeah. But she no, doesn't she doesn't know, how to, know how to do it. She doesn't know how to interact as an adult. She is still a teenager. She dresses like a teenager. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Also, the way she came at Heather Thompson, right when they sat down to dinner, it was just a lot. It was a lot. In my head, I'm thinking, oh, she just wants to have a good episode. She's trying to produce right now. She hasn't been around long enough to do this in a way that's not obvious. So she should just chill out a little bit and let the conversations flow naturally because these women are nuts, okay? She doesn't need to stir any pot. Like, they're all crazy. It's going to get nuts anyhow. Do you think because she's sober that she feels she may not offer as much as she did last season because she was so crazy last season? So maybe that's why she's trying to drum up drama. Like, I need to offer something. Otherwise, I'm off next season. Maybe. Maybe. I also think she realizes it's a bare bones cast and it's COVID and there's just not much else happening. And so they have to make it happen. But with this cast with Ramona and Sonia and, and Luann, you really don't have to make it happen. They are a mess. It'll happen. It'll just happen. Right. (laughs) Oh man. It was so interesting to see 
like Sonia have her meltdown and see Ramona and Luann's reactions to it, like throughout like the entire episode, I feel like they want to be there for her. But they're also like, this is a broken record. You're stuck in the same place. And I can't be that friend to help you get out of this place because I've been that friend to you for the last 10 years and you haven't gotten out. I'm kind of tired of it. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I liked when Ebony was like, these ladies, the way they fight and they go at each other, like they're great. They hate each other. And then five minutes later, they're, I love you. I'll take care of you. I won't let anything happen to you. That's so true, though. It's so funny. It's so true. They have such history. They do. I mean, when they were all in, I feel like there are like all the dramas happening in this like shuttle van. (laughs) It it is. (laughs) And when Luann and and Sonia got into it about Tom, which that was, it was nice to actually hear them like yell about it. Uh, But it was so interesting to hear Ebony be like, Sonia needs affirmations, which is so easy for her as a new person to come in. Yes, that is what Sonia needs. But you haven't been through the last 10 years of trying to be her friend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Luann was mean. You know, Luann was like, Sonia, knock it off. You were you were a lay to him. And that was it. He was my husband. I mean, Luann still holds a lot of suffering from that Tom relationship. That's that's that hurt her deeply. She was so in love with him. Yeah, it was. But also, I don't know. I mean, do you have like any friends in your real life that kind of are like a Sonia that kind of like have the same issues? Because I feel like we have all yes. had friends who've gotten <laughs> stuck, right? And they like yeah. keep talking about and they're on this like, like, what they're my, on a loop. What my yes, my therapist calls it a neurotic loop. So I've started yeah. using that where they're just talking and talking, but they're not actually trying to solve their problem. They just want you to be on the ride with them. Correct. Uh, yes. Um, I just I can't do it. I have to. It's have a lot. To. And we've we've both had friends go through a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, I yeah. mean, it's just going to happen when we have yes. friends for a long period of time. And it is, it's a loop. And I learned that from that TV show. Uh, I can't think of the name of it. Ah, can't think of the name of the show. But, but when they're on a loop and they just keep going over the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be a friend to that person. And you also have to act like it's the first time you've heard what they're saying. <laughs> and you're like, ah. What do you think it would take for Sonia to get out of this particular place that she has been stuck for so long a relationship somebody that she she's got to fall in love with someone who sweeps her off her feet and she can erase and she's divorced since what 2006 it's been it's a been long like 13 time years the or- official divorce was like the first season of new york which i think was like 2008 2009 Okay. Because oh, right. she so was supposed to be long... on the original cast, but her ex-husband wouldn't let her and they were still legally married. Oh, Ooh. okay. Yeah. It's been long enough is what I'm saying. I mean, it's been yeah. long enough where she should have worked through it or gotten some therapy or Maybe she needs something. real therapy and not crystals and, and other <laughs> therapy. I mean, that doesn't seem to be working. And that townhouse needs to go. She needs to get out of that townhouse. It has too many memories. But also she needs to want to get out yeah. of this. And she likes it. She likes the. She doesn't want to have another relationship. She loves the name Morgan. Clearly. You're right. But she can keep that name. 
Margaret Josephs kept her original married name and is married and it's totally fine. You know what? It's right because her daughter has that name. So it's, it would be okay for her to keep Morgan. Yeah. And if she has like, she's made a name for herself, like Margaret Josephs has this company. And she was saying in her book, like she kept the name because all the people at all the trade shows knew her with that name, like in the industry that she works in, it wouldn't make sense to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, and her ex-husband's like totally fine with it, you know? And it is what it is. But with Sonia, I don't know. I just, I, and then it's like, I love her so much. I find her so enjoyable on the show. Like, would I still find her enjoyable if she like became a little bit more self-actualized or do like, I like her stuck here? Well, that's the hard, we, we struggle with, it's hard to watch her going down a rabbit hole of drunkenness, but is it totally entertaining? Yes. Mm-hmm. But it is a little hard. It's a little hard to watch, but not that hard. <laughs> I mean, right? I'm kind of here for it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it was – I was here for, like, the breakfast at Tiffany's dinner. Oh, yeah. I couldn't get over – they all were almost the exact same thing. Is that – Because they have no imagination. At least Leah dressed like – the color – I actually love that dress that Leah had on. Fabulous. Was it a dress or was it, a, like, a long – coat oh i don't know but i love something puffy long that doesn't fit it was like it's not fitted and that's my thing a A little boo boo yeah a little bit like a boo boo kind of into that now that felt very like a kyle richards outfit yes (laughs) oh oh god but kyle does kyle's too short to wear all that Oh, I love it though. It's it's so her. It was it was just so funny how like they're all dressed the same and they're all and and just how Heather must have felt going into this because <laughs> it was so obvious that they were all mad at her and she oh, had yeah. no idea where it was coming from. And I think well, she held so, her own pretty well. So awkward yeah. because we know she's not really friends with Ramona. For Ramona to invite her, it wasn't it was because of filming. It wasn't because they're friends and she just wanted her to come. Yeah, yeah. that was a little weird. There was I don't no even connection. know why they brought her brought her back. No, because she actually Heather had the connection with um from the Berkshires. Dorinda. Oh, Dorinda. With Dorinda. Yeah. So the connection with um with Ramona and the Ram- rest of them. <laughs> All of them. It was just <laughs> what is happening. I'm forgetting off. the reason. It just felt it was off. off. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think that they're and so when I saw Bershawn last weekend in D.C., she said, oh, I'm going to be in like four more episodes because like I signed my contract late. So I think they were like trying to drum up more friends of because they mm-hmm. didn't have that many like original like or main housewives. And there was just like I think it felt empty. And so I think production was like trying to put more people in. But then if they want more people, like why are these women trying to scare Heather off? Yeah, they don't they don't want more people. So who's Bershawn friends with? I have no idea how it's going to be introduced, but we did mm-hmm. ask her, who did you like get along with the most or like, and she said Ramona. Ramona. Which was like, Ramona is the welcoming committee this year. Wow. That's crazy. She's like, Ramona. I'm like, okay. <laughs> huh. This is it. Now I can't wait to watch. And she's from DC. So like, oh. that's why she was like hanging around with Margaret in DC. She grew up in DC. Ah. She lives in New York now, but like, she was like, I'm a DC girl. So interesting. Yeah. I didn't that know any fun. of that. Um, we need that. We need the new energy. We know that Heather only does a little bit. She quits after, I don't know how many 
many episodes we're going to see her in before Leah gets yeah, her gets her fangs into her right. and scares her off. It was so funny, though, to actually see Heather and Luann kind of get into it um, because, I mean, what she said about Luann, like Luann had to have known prior to Leah. Like they all have Google alerts on themselves. And she knew, she knew that she was doing drugs like in St. Bart's, right? And that it, whatever. And um, when she was saying, what did she say? Oh, I didn't specify Luann, like, you know, all this stuff. It was so bad. And then Ebony's like, there's a reason that if you represent yourself in court, you probably have a bad lawyer. (laughs) 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 That was one of the the best line of the episode. It's like, she's Uh. like, I wish I could step in and represent her. But then Luann is just the gift that keeps on giving, right? Because this whole conversation is like, she, then she's like, Carol, I can't stand that bitch, Carol. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Does she know what she's doing? What do you mean? Luann, does she realize she's saying these things? And Oh, I oh, think yeah. she knows it, but I also don't think that she can behave any other way. Ooh. Yeah. I think she truly is. This is who she is. Well, if you think back, when you go back to original Luann, this is always how she was. She always said it like it was. Right. Don't yeah. call me, you know, call me call Mrs. Mrs. Dillisette. Well, I think Luann has, pro- well, Luann and Ramona have probably changed the least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sonia too, though. I mean, all of the, the three core originals really haven't changed since day one. Really? They really haven't. You're right. Which is which is why we like to watch them. Yeah. Their circumstances have changed. Yes. They haven't. Right. So that's what's kind of fun. And just as you know, and then Leah's like, Well, I don't care if you shoot heroin in front of me. And Heather's like, Well, you know, it is a felony. And Luann goes, (laughs) The real felony is talking about me. (laughs) How do you take shooting heroin? To like bring it back to me, bring it back to me, and that is that's exactly what I want out of Luann. It's and true. I got so much out of watching that whole thing, and then for her to like forgive Heather and Heather to say, "Listen, I want to get to know you better. You've been through a lot." Kind of saying now that you're sober, but without saying it like that. Like let's form a really, and then she's like, "Okay, I'm glad that we got you know we got it off her. I don't want any. I don't like any elephants in the room." <laughs> no, you just have to talk to Luann about Luann, mm-hmm. and you will and be you're fine. Good. Yeah. You're good. Everything's going to be brushed under the rug. Oh my god, there's just so much. <laughs> and then, I mean, kind of ends with like Leah just like a talking, trying to like with this shock value about different sex stuff. And oh, yeah, that was kind of weird. It felt very like a teenager trying to embarrass their mom, like Mm -hmm. at family dinner by bringing up inappropriate things. It worked. Yeah, it worked. Ramona got so embarrassed she had to leave the room. (laughs) (laughs) But it's ridiculous. Like how Leah's tagline is like, I'm sex positive. Like this isn't sex positive. This is you trying to instigate conversations about things that make some other people uncomfortable. 100%. It's not saying I'm sex positive. I'm enjoying that I'm having sex. I'm enjoying that you're having sex. I'm going to be positive about all of it and not shame you for what your kink is or what your whatever. She's just bringing up stuff. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. Does she know what it means to be sex positive? (laughs) 
like it doesn't mean that you talk about sex all the time and like make other people at the dinner table uncomfortable, but talking about eating your asshole. (laughs) Yeah, at the dinner table. You know, it's just the shock value with her. She but is- I was actually excited that Ramona acted the way she did. Because that's what we want from a Ramona. Yeah. All of a sudden, someone's going to hit a wrong side. Oh, this is too much. This is too much. Well, and we'll see too much next week when they paint a naked man. Oh, oh my right. God. And that's Sonia right. rips that little towel off. Oh, they all my like, God. Oh. <laughs> is it another bolo situation? Oh, my We shall God. see. <laughs> Are they gonna have to to like like you know etch it out where you can't see like black boxes? <laughs> <laughs> there have actually been a lot of naked men this year on Bravo. There has, yeah. Listen, these New York ladies can get it. They are. Yeah, they can. Oh my God, Luann has a different boyfriend every freaking couple months. She's a new guy recently she, from like yes, Mexico. Yes, she does. I yes. Know. Well, she works it, man. When she's out, <laughs> she does. She works it. We've seen her in action on on the show. It's like wow, but she looks pretty damn amazing. Oh, she she's looks amazing. Age. I know. You guys amazing. said on your last episode it was the cigarettes. <laughs> yes. Like, I'm going to start smoking. I forgot. I know. I need to buy a pack. I've never had a cigarette, but maybe I should try. <laughs> I would give anything to look like Luann. She looks fantastic. Amazing. And no filter, like filter free. She looks amazing. And she's not they having a do. ton of procedures. Like no, she's not she, having major so. things. She's she's doing like I think she does a lot of yoga. She got like yeah, really yeah. into yoga in the last mm-hmm. few years. I think she drinks a ton of water. So maybe that like cancels out the the carcinogen. <laughs> God, I don't know. Watching, she looks amazing. Like, How do you look younger than me? You're like 20 years older than me. Her, her yeah, she's so youthful. Whatever yeah. she's having done, it's being done very well. Yeah. She doesn't look it's, deformed it's or changed like, that much. She yeah. doesn't have a ton of fillers. She's no. probably both. I am a little, it's hard for me to, Sonia to me, it's too much. It may settle through the season. Well, she's actually had like surgery yeah. on her face. And I Ramona just, has too. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, she has. It's not that true renewal or whatever the hell she sells. <laughs> it's not doing that to her face. I mean, Ramona looks great. Sonia, they all look great. That's they why- do. That's why I like to watch them. They look like they did 10 years ago when they started. They're still living in the city. Nobody's moved out to a different house. They're all like in the same area pretty much. Yeah. That's what's fun. They won't leave the Upper East Side. (laughs) I know. They won't leave. They got to run into Harry. It's like a couple blocks within the Upper East Side that they like have to be in. And that's New York. Yeah. For them. It's so funny. But yeah. what I'm a little nervous about is I feel like there's this um, thing in Bravo where they're now trying to cast women in their mid-30s. Mm-hmm. And that's not very interesting to me in general. I really like an older housewife. I mm. love that next year Ramona's going to qualify for Medicare. <laughs> and I'm counting down to when this happens because this woman, I mean, this is incredible what she's doing and she's still entertaining and she's so fun and she can get along with 37 or 38 year olds. Totally. Sure. But I don't like it being this like young versus old. When Leah last season was like, I'm the only one at this table who gets my period. And it's like, <laughs> oh, let's. Yeah. Ugh. 
It is a disconnect. It's funny because the original housewives were real moms with children and we got to see their lives in this Cota de Cotto, in the OC, Cota de Cotta? Cota de Casa. Cota de Casa. Um, it was more real. And even I remember Joe was the first season. She was the girlfriend and she was looked on as like, oh my gosh, she's not a housewife. Well, now we've evolved to these housewives who the New York ones, none of them are even married at this point. So it's, it's an interesting yeah, evolution that it's all made. And now you're saying you don't want to see the young ones where that's where we started. So would you rather see them scrape the old and start all over again or just follow these ones out? I follow these ones out and start maybe in the 40s rather than mm. because some, what I love about this, these shows is it's like kind of almost creating parts for women of like when Hollywood discards them. So why Ooh. are you why are you getting women for when they're like fine in Hollywood? I don't know. I also don't like seeing the women with the young kids as like, yeah. st- it, it's just not as interesting. And they're not showing us their kids so much. Right. Like, the kids have a separate life that isn't on camera. And so I would rather, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I feel like there needs to be something in between these 35-year-olds and like 64. I feel like yeah. the Beverly Hills is hitting your, that's yes. hitting the perfect age. Yeah, yes. it is. Because yeah. Crystal's young, but the right. others aren't. And Crystal gets along with Kathy, who's like 60. And yeah. I like I like the dynamic of all of that. It doesn't feel like a disconnect with any of them. They all no. feel around the same age. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, I like that. Good point. But on New York, it feels like a bit of a disconnect. And I oh well, I yeah. You have one girl in her. How old is Leah? Thirty nine. Is she even forty yet? No, she's not forty yet. But Ebony is only thirty seven, and yet, ha- yes, and yet has the soul of like she's lived. Yeah, yes. that's Leah. That's Leah and the way that she carries herself yeah. because she is immature and she doesn't fit in. Where Ebony is much more mature. So it's a better fit. Leah without Tinsley doesn't work for me. Yeah. Right. Good point. I agree. She was much better with Tinsley. Right. And Tinsley's uh-huh. like in her 40s, but yet very like juvenile in how she carries herself. <laughs> but I, it worked. And yet it did. It did. still maneuver with Sonia. Like it, there was just, there's something missing right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. We'll see if. The new one, when Bershon comes in, maybe that fills in something for us. Yeah, we'll have to see hmm. how that goes. Hmm. Are you guys hmm. excited about Potomac being back? Yes. yes. Very. I, it's my favorite of all the oh, friends. Well, of Potomac. course, of course. We've always loved Potomac. We always said, you know, there was a lot of people who didn't give it a chance in the beginning. And now they're kind of jumping on the bandwagon. We're like, it was always good. They always brought it. It was always good, but it got really good, I think, season three. Yes. Or was it season two? Season three was really good. I think it was three. Yeah. Yeah. Where they really hit their stride. And they now are starting season six, and they have at least four of the original Housewives. And I think that's the farthest any OGs have made it. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's good. I've been thinking about that. They need them. Yeah. Yeah. They're a good group. It's very fun. Ashley and Ashley's younger than the rest of them, but she gets right in there. Well, and she's married. She so much doesn't older. feel young. I, no, I don't know how to explain it. Like there's certain, I don't know what it is, but there's like a certain housewife that's cast that's like 35 and it's just not vibing with me. Mm-hmm. Crystal doesn't feel like it because she, 
I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's 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 Leah. It's really like the <laughs> Leah energy. I'm I'm, and I did like her last year. I did, and I do. I'm excited. She's um, joining my disorganized religion. But <laughs> they're saying, "Oh, it's an or- why would you join an organized religion? Have you ever met a Jew? We're not organized at all. This religion is super. Like we can't agree on anything." Um, <laughs> So I'm I'm excited to see more of that and how that kind of plays out. And I hope that she does right by us and doesn't just like only introduce like Orthodox Judaism, which she doesn't plan on following. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's funny that yeah. we didn't, we heard about that episode one, but episode two or three, I haven't heard her talk about it at all. I know. Is she going to do Are we like, going to see the journey? Are we going to see like Jewish grief practices? Oh. <laughs> no, she wouldn't do that. Is she going to have... No, I don't say. I don't know if that's correct. What? Is she gonna have like a bat mitzvah? <laughs> no, she could. No, for real. Yeah, when really? you're when you if you convert later in life and you never had the opportunity, or a lot of people they grew up and they didn't do it for women when they were certain certain congregations, and so then when the women became older, they'd be like, "Do you want to get bat mitzvah?" Like an adult. But they call it like B'nai Mitzvah and they do like a whole adult group. My dad got Bar Mitzvahed. Um, I was maybe, I was really young when it happened, but he grew up in the Soviet Union and he wasn't allowed to practice religion. And then, you know, he was here and I forgot we were getting, you know, older because we weren't infants anymore. And he was like, okay, I'll like learn to read Torah and have a big party at the house. <laughs> No, I want to see that. I want to see Leah do that. That would be an interesting storyline. I actually, you know what? That is the best idea I think I've heard for her storylines moving forward. I'd be happy with that. Let's see it happen. That would be awesome. And her whole I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Having to come. Uh, and she called her dad and told her dad that she was converting to Judaism from Catholicism. He was like, what? Why? What? Yeah. <laughs> it was like whatever. It was so it's really Leah. It's just Leah. And she's doing it. She's like using technology on Yom Kippur, which yeah, you're not like does. supposed to do, but at the same time with COVID, that's like the only way you could do it. So it was like, but then to the it is a thing to ask for forgiveness. It's before Yom Kippur, not on the day. But for like the 10 days in between Russia and Yom Kippur, you are supposed to ask for forgiveness, but you're not supposed to wait for them to forgive you. You just it's it's something that you do and it's not about what how they receive it. Ah. So when she was like, Well, do you accept it? I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Like <laughs> don't make so this she about, doesn't quite get it. Yeah. It's like supposed to be about you truly atoning for things that you did wrong and not trying to get anything back for it. I she needs to go back. Yeah, I think she's shortcutting <laughs> something. <laughs> or maybe it's just my interpretations and how I, because again, you, you get like, you know, two Jews, like 10 opinions, so. Right, well, you pick and choose things. You know, yeah. we're Catholic. We pick and choose what we want to do <laughs> exactly. and believe. And, yeah, exactly. what we do. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you guys so much for being on. I can't believe we've talked for this long. I know. I this was so, so much, much fun. fun, Mandy. Thank, thank you, you for Mandy. having us on. Love. You guys are. I love everything about you. Tell everyone where they can find your podcast, where they can find you on social media, all that. Dames Who Dish podcast. We're on every platform you can find. Um, 
and you know Instagram. Instagram. We're on Twitter at Dame Two, but we never tweet. We're like we're, no, we're we just are not quite there. I don't want to say I don't get Twitter that much, but I kind of don't get Twitter that much. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. <laughs> it is, and it's kind of mean. It's like we're yeah. like it's a really have a has a harsh edge. I, I agree. And yes. I kind of like to stay away from that. And we're also on Clubhouse like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, you have to check out Dames Who Dish. Um, I love your podcast. I love just listening to you guys dish on Bravo. And you Thanks, guys Mandy. And you recap Shaw's, which not many of the podcasts do. So Yes, oh. we do. And we also do other shows like Married at First Sight. And Netflix stuff, streaming yeah. stuff. Yeah, we cover it all. We have no life. We cover it all. <laughs> Has anyone had a life the last 14 months? Not yes, really. but yes, but we did this before. That. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mandy. Thanks, Mandy. Thank you all so much. <laughs>